0: Some days are more stressful than other days, but it's what we do during those stressful moments that can determine our success. We're gonna talk about how to calm down today, right here, right now, on Polly Campbell, Simply Said. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy, and I will tell you what, telling you straight up right now, it has been one of those days, and already, just in a a couple of them, one of those weeks, there's been a number of things that have come up unexpected, which is how life goes, right? And some surprising challenges and nothing terrible. Fortunately, I'm grateful for that. But a lot of little challenges that can just wear me out during the day. You know what I'm talking about? Things that keep coming up and seem to shift the tide in the middle of whatever we're doing. And what I've noticed most of all is, I haven't dealt with these things very well in the last couple of days. I've really gotten stressed out. I've let them get under my skin and uh, be upset by them. And that is not where I wanna be because when that happens, it totally holds us back. And when we react to stress that way, when we keep piling it on with our thoughts and our attitudes and the way we respond to those ups and downs of our day, we really make it harder on ourselves to cope with it because it changes our physiology. We breathe differently. Our body hurts more. Our thoughts operate differently. And so the way we react to stress determines how much stress we're gonna have. And I've been piling on. I've had a couple of things that didn't have to be big deals, but as my mother would say, I've made mountains out of molehills by how I've chosen to respond, how I've chosen to react to them. And that's made it harder. And so I caught myself today. I was, I was thinking about what we wanted to talk about here on Simply Said. And I thought, you know, you know how I roll, right? A lot of times I talk about the things I'm working on or the things I want to learn or improve at the things I need to know. And today I thought it was a good time for a self-reminder about how we can respond to the moments of our lives rather than react to them. And when we can be deliberate in that, it doesn't mean that we don't feel emotion or pain or upset, but it means it doesn't stay stuck within us and contribute to the stress that really gets in our way, makes us unhealthy, makes us unhappy, and often makes it much, much harder to deal with the situations we're facing in the moments of our day. So... That's what we're going to talk about. You know, what what's going on for me? Well, I've had some change in business and I am looking for some new clients. I've finished a new huge project that I'm really excited about, but I'm done with it. So there's a transition point in there about what I'm gonna do next. And after writing uh, projects, it can get uh, a little emotional at the end. When you've lived with something for quite a while, you can feel oh, depressed is too strong of a word for me, but there's kind of a lull that feels really odd. After that, I'm feeling some of that. My daughter had her wisdom teeth pulled and um, for the most part that went okay, but, but some other things are coming up now. She's having some pain and so we've been in and out of the dentist and listening to that and dealing with that and there have been tracks meets and school things and so just all sorts of family stuff and all sorts of work stuff all hitting at the same time. Now, none of these are out of the ordinary like I said. But it's been a bunch of changes and unexpected things happening in a very short amount of time. And I've had to respond. And what I've done is really get freaked out. And that is not productive. So the question is, what can we do? In the moment when those things are surfacing, because that's how life rolls, right? There are going to be constant changes and fluctuations and ups and downs. How can we respond in the moment so that we can feel that emotion and not let it create more stress in our bodies, in our brains, in our households? One thing the research tells us is that stress is a part of life, we don't need research to tell us that, right? Stress is a part of our life, but it's how we think about it and respond to it that will determine the quality of your life. So in research from Oregon State University, they evaluated a bunch of people and they looked at them and the stressors in their life. Now, everybody had significant stressors, changes at work, changes in family, ups and downs financially, all of But the people who interpreted that stress and those ups and downs as just part of a normal life fared better than the people who thought of their lives as being very upsetting and very stressful. So it was all in how they thought about the moments of their life that determined how stressful the experience would be and how sick it would make them because stress is a precursor to chronic illness, right? It can raise our risk of all kinds of anti-inflammatory diseases and all kinds of chronic illness, cancer and so forth. Mental health issues like depression, it can harm our relationships and the way we connect with one another. And it just isn't a whole lot of fun. If we can view the stresses of our lives as just part of life, as just something that happens, not something that happens to us, not something that is terrible for us alone, but just part of being engaged, living an engaged life, then the stress does less harm to our bodies and our brains. Isn't that interesting? It's all how we think about it. We know this about pain too, right? A lot of research shows that when we think of our pain as unyielding and never-changing, psychic pain or physical pain, when we think of it as something that's happening to us instead of something that's just happening, we have greater experience of pain. We hurt more. So the deal is this week I have been reacting to everything. And on some, I've been overreacting. Now, many of the things that are going on here do deserve a response for sure. But we can learn to respond in a more deliberate way that will help us going forward rather than reacting emotionally and often making more trouble. So response is more, the here's how I see it. A response is more of a pause, a slowdown, and a thoughtful, physical way of dealing with the matter that has come into your life. A reaction is more popping off the handle, more of an emotional, stressful reaction to whatever the situation is. So, really, to manage these ups and downs, I have to divide things into play. I don't want to be reactive, I want to be responsive. I want my response to be appropriate for the situation I'm facing. This week, I wouldn't say I've done that in every case. In my best days, I have, right? But this week, I've been more reactive, meaning I'm popping off emotionally with uh, a reaction that isn't always necessary, required and certainly isn't always helpful. So I want to get into that a little bit. I've... I've thought and research this week to really think about how I want to handle these moments of my life when they feel all topsy-turvy and stressful. The research really comes down in a bunch of different ways on this, but that's the good news because it means there's a lot of ways to deal with these ups and downs of our day, right? And simply because we have challenges with one moment doesn't mean we're going to have challenges with the next. So that's important to keep in mind. i a difficult start to the day does not make a bad day. It's all in how we think of it from there. So here's how I'm going to boil it down for this conversation today, because this is how I've experienced it in my week. When dealing with these stressful moments, our re- response has to be to calm down so that we can think straight, so that we can behave appropriately, right? We don't want a road rage incident because somebody cut us off on the freeway. That's a reaction. A bigger a better a healthier response for us and for the world for the other guy too is to just take a deep breath and say dang it or something stronger can't believe he just did that or oh well she might have someplace more important to get that's okay and give a wave or a smile right so we're talking about how to calm down in the moment and today I'm going to offer up some things that I've been doing this week and they might help you too and welcome back, I'm Polly, and you're listening to Polly Campbell Simply said the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy and today we're talking about how to calm down when life feels like it's piling on. now, I told you at the top of the show I mean I've had a week right, and it's only been what two days it's Tuesday. <laughs> I've had a week or at least a couple of days and I've let it get the best of me. Uh, You know, life is always stressful. There are always ups and downs, but it's how we perceive that stress that determines how well we'll respond to the situation. And I have been very reactive. I let things get under my skin. I've gotten worried and angry and ruminating ideas running through my head and trying to solve problems. And I've really been on high alert and that is not effective and it's not healthy. That's when our bodies and brains go into overdrive and we go into that fight or flight mode. What I'm looking for is how to respond, how to, instead of popping off emotionally, maybe with bad behavior, that that would be like flipping the guy off in the highway or yelling after somebody yells at you or being rude when you've been treated rudely, whatever it is, that's more of a reaction. We come off with an emotional behavior without really pausing to think about what happened in the moment. I want to be more responsive. I want my response to be deliberate and appropriate for the situation. And so I've really taken a step back this week to look at ways of doing that. And there's a lot of research on this, how to relax, how to calm down. So when you search for it, you can have no shortage of opportunities and ways and methods that might work for you. The point is to find something that makes you feel better and slows your role a little bit when you're freaking out. And that's what I've done. For me, listen, it really breaks into uh, four different sections. That's physical response, emotional response, mental response, and spiritual response. Now, this isn't another job, right? Most of these things can happen all at the same time. For instance, one of my emotional responses to a stressful situation is to have gratitude. And that is also a spiritual response. That can also be a mental way to do it. But I'm going to really get specific and go into these four different areas because depending on the situation, they will require all of these aspects, but there might be one aspect that shows up right from the get-go that's better for you. For example, let's talk about the physical response to stressful moments, the physical responses that can help calm us down. And I just used one last night. I was in a intense discussion with our teenage daughter, and I finally just had to stand up and walk away. And I did that with courtesy. Um, you know, I, I told her, hey, I need to take a break. I can't talk about this anymore right now. And I went for a little walk. I went actually outside last night because it was nice out and it felt good to get out in the air. Sometimes I'll just move my space. This is a physical response to stress. This is a physical way to calm down. Get up and go for a walk. There's a lot of science behind that that says that kind of physical movement or even 10 jumping jacks can help diffuse the stressful moment and help us become more responsive rather than reactive. Another physical way to calm down is your breath and use both of these. The breath is the fastest and most effective way I've found to really ease the stress of the moment and calm down. And what it does is twofold. It requires me to stop my freaking out, my yelling or my dramatizing or my conversation or my thinking, whatever it is, and really focus on taking a series of deep breaths in through my nose, exhaling through my mouth, watching that diaphragm, that belly move. So I know I'm getting there low in the lungs and the diaphragm. And that instantly negates our, our fight or flight system. This is really worth doing. And I think people skip this step because number one, we forget. We think breathing is breathing, right? And number two, it seems so easy to do that. How could it be that powerful? It is that powerful. Next time you're feeling the stress levels rise, stop where you are and take three or four or five slow, deep breaths, and then respond to the situation at hand. Use the words you need, move your body if you need, uh, handle the situation this isn't about laying down and being the brunt of people's bad behavior or ignoring situations you need to deal with but it's about going into a more curious and reflective state calming your physical and emotional body down so that you can respond in a way that improves the situation or helps manage a situation without making it worse okay so physical go for a walk Take deep breaths. And here's a new thing that I've been doing the last couple weeks. And if you read polycampbell.substack.com, my column there for the Simply Said community, again, it's free to join and and you can become part of the Simply Said community at polycampbell.substack.com. And last week I wrote about my two-minute drill. Two minutes of vigorous exercise gains you two hours of enhanced focus and concentration. When I'm stressed out, my mind is racing, and I need to slow that down. So I get up and move my body for a minute. I take deep breaths, and if I still can't settle down, I will do my two-minute drill, which is, you know, high knees. I'll do a plank. I'll do jumping jacks. I'll do a series of things, which I write about in that column, Uh, You can go back and see that about the two minute drill. And it really gets my body back in sync. It helps me settle. Um, And I do that every morning. And I have a friend who wrote and she's doing it several times a day. So I think I'm going to add that in too. Okay, those are some physical ways to become more responsive rather than reactive. These things will help you calm down and then you'll feel better and be able to deal with your day in a more productive, uh, healthier way for yourself. It can also turn a bad day around. So I always get physical first. Emotional, two things. This is where we feel the depth of feeling, right, that we can get stuck in. Now, I think feelings are huge. They're cues as to what's going on in your body, what you're thinking about things, what's putting you on the right track, what you need to steer away from. I don't think feelings are bad at all. Emotions are the physiological response that are triggered by an event. Somebody will say something to us. Our emotions will kick up and send these feelings that, oh, that was rude or that, that was upsetting and the feelings will kick in toward anger or whatever it is. So the way I deal with that is threefold. I label my feeling and sometimes it rises up so quick that I just try to keep my mouth shut <laughs> pay attention to that because that's when I pop off and make real trouble for myself and other people right and I don't want to be in that reactive state so the first thing I do is one of the physical things I mentioned or I just shut my mouth and I try to get curious about the emotion the feeling that I'm having what is it label it we know when we can label our emotion it diffuses it when we can put a specific name to our feelings feeling, the feeling becomes less robust. I like that word, robust. I don't know if I've ever used that on the show. Okay, so label the emotion, then reframe it. We know that the way we see stress and describe stress determines how we feel it. So for example, the other day, my daughter was having a track meet, and she spent much of the day telling me how nervous she was, how upsetting this was. What if she couldn't perform? What if she did terrible? What if she didn't win? What if, what if, what if? And she was worrying and nervous about it. And I asked her to describe what she was feeling. And she said, well, she was feeling, kind of nauseous and her heart was really beating fast and, you know, all these things. I, oh, it, it sounds like you're excited, right? How we label the emotion impacts how we feel the feeling. So be careful with that. Be aware of that. Negative emotions and feelings are helpful to us. They aren't a bad thing. But Often we react poorly from them. So you don't have to behave badly just because you're feeling badly. The goal is to sit in that emotion for a second while you're going for your walk or doing whatever and really get clear about what you're saying and then reframe the situation in a way that helps you, right? I got some negative feedback on a piece of writing I wrote the other day and that was hard for me to swallow. Felt a little angry. I felt like the other person was wrong. Um... I wanted to lash out, I felt insecure, all those things that happen when things don't go our way, when when we feel a little self-doubt sneaking in or we feel less done. And then I sat back and I reframed that and I looked at that situation and realized that that was super helpful feedback. Instead of being negative about what a poor job I had done, which wasn't what the person was saying at all, but that's how I interpret it, I could go back and say, oh, no, look at this information isn't bad. They're not telling me something negative. They're telling me, giving me a new tool I can use to improve it. And I did, I turned the piece around and all went well, right? So it's how we can view the situation that, that determines how we respond to it. Had I been stuck in the anger or the upset, I wouldn't have had the confidence to make the revisions and and turn it back around. Instead, I really saw it, I really reframed the situation as an opportunity to show them how well I could handle edits and meet what they needed for the work. And so that was a really an effective situation. That is reframing. It's understanding that there are many different ways of looking at any one situation, even the most challenging situations. And then doing that, so that we can respond in a way that moves us toward those better outcomes, okay? That's the emotional aspect, so physical, emotional. Calm down mentally. Here's how I do it almost every time, I get curious. This is again, well, a physical response to calm down with the breath work or the quick walk or something like that. And the emotional response to really understand what I'm feeling and redirect that energy is helpful to me because then from the mental perspective, I get curious. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder why I'm responding like this. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder what's going on for that other person or in the situation that would cause that to happen. Or, How do other people handle this same situation? And once I'm curious, it's over for me. Once I can get myself to that spot, which which is really automatic now, we can train ourselves to do this. But I'll give you an example of what happened this week. My daughter was having problems with her wisdom teeth, and I got worried. I didn't want her to hurt, and I started to get a little nervous and, and a little panicky. Was there something really serious going on? And in that worry, I couldn't get myself to that curiosity, that curious place. So I needed to take charge with my emotional response rather than a panicked reaction because that wasn't helping and I needed to move my body I went for a walk around the block and just uh ah, took a deep breath and put things in perspective then I was able to respond in a mental way with curiosity and intelligence and uh right next steps to get a better understanding of what was going on and it turned out not to be a big deal at all but that's not where I started. Where I started was oh my god my daughter's in pain this is terrible right and I had to do those things to get back to the place as a mother that could respond in a proactive way to the situation. I think about the mental process of calming down as to creating the environment so that we can think straight. Have you heard that expression? I needed to think straight and my initial wash of emotion. Emotion and experiencing her upset set me kind of down the rabbit hole of a worried mom perspective, right? Which, which is human, which is real, but it was not the place that I could do what needed to be done to help her in that moment. So I had to, I had to give myself back in a way and calm down so that I could respond rather than react. And to do that, I had to think straight. So all these things tied together when we are physical, when we are experiencing our world, um, by labeling our feelings and by noticing the emotional feeling we're having, then we can move back into our mental capacity, respond in a way that will help alleviate or manage a situation better, okay? And again, you know, start the physical, do the jumping jacks, take yourself out of that moment, and then we can get curious about things. And finally, the last way to calm yourself down, and you know, I remember I said I think about this in in four parts, and often they all happen simultaneously, but I think it's an important aspect of all of it is our spiritual health. You know, I do things every day. I practice things every day that will help me in some of the moments that come up in my life that maybe I'm less skilled at or don't know what to do or tend to freak out. So meditation is a big part of that for me. I, I, Do not meditate every day right now. I go in and out of that, but I'm not meditating every day right now. But I'm meditating some days every week. I take mindful practice during the day where during the transitions of my day before I get up for lunch or before my walk or whatever it is I'm doing, I take a minute to really tune into my body and become present to the moment that is, that's a spiritual practice for me. I look for things to savor and experience awe in my life every day, and I practice gratitude every day. And gratitude really is an emotional, help to me in my response to stress and calming down. But it's also part of my practice because we are so complex that we can hold all these things at one time, right? We can have great upset and grief and sadness and anger and still have great gratitude and experience awe in our lives and savor special moments. How do we do that? We notice them. We take them in and we let them be in our body. A little bit. Now, all three things gratitude, awe, and savoring when we notice something and notice how it's making us feel and hold on to that feeling for 15 to 30 seconds. Awe, noticing the miraculous. In, in life, right? The unexplained, unexpected, the beauty that's around us, and gratitude giving thanks for what is, for for the great things in our life, the little things and the big things, all of it. Those things have a lot of physical benefits. Number one, they're huge stress reducers, but they also lower our heart rates and our blood pressure, and they boost positive moods, so it helps us feel better, and they help relax us so that we can appreciate the moments we have. And really, when I practice these things, the bad moments are a whole lot less bad. I will tell you, it's straight up. It is hard to be upset when you're taking a moment to appreciate the sunrise, They change the way we see and experience the world so we don't get as stressed about the world to begin with. I've talked about gratitude, awe, and savoring in past episodes of the show, so you can search that up here on Simply Said, and I'm sure I'll cover them again, because I think they're really essential to not only managing our stress and being more responsive rather than reactive and calming down, but also to living a great life. And one final tool that I find really helps me get through some of the more stressful moments and process that in a different way, and I think it works across the board of all of these things, and that is to write things down, express of writing. James Pennebaker has a ton of research out on this. He's from the University of Texas, Austin, and it's called expressive writing. And one of his practices is to take a traumatic or difficult event that you've experienced in the past and can't let go of, or one that you're living right now, and write about it every day for 20 to 25 minutes over the course of, you know, four, five, six, seven days or a week. Before you try this, really think about it. Is it something that you want to do? Is it something that you feel safe doing? Because it might bring up some stuff. But for me, I've always found that the practice really going in to a difficult moment that has lingered with me over the years and really exploring that on the page gets out all that baloney, like it's a release because... After about four days, five days, I have nothing else to say on the matter. And I feel like it's been a helpful way to learn to let some things go that have maybe lingered over time. All right, so these are some of the things I try. I don't always do them all in the same moment or the same day, although a lot of them work simultaneously. But these are things I try to bring into my life so that I can calm the freak down and not be so reactive. I want to be responsive and, and I want to have less stress in my life. I want to be able to deal with the ups and downs of life in a more productive, healthier way. So these are the things I do. I, I work on it, the physical end, the emotional end, the mental end, and the spiritual by walking and breathing and practicing gratitude and getting curious and learning about the world we're in. They might help you too. When we can disengage from the bad behavior from the negative reaction and be more deliberate in how we respond not only will we feel better we'll be a whole lot less stressed and live calmer lives no matter what it throws our way and that will help us all live well do good and be happy 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Electric Electricast. Electric, acid. Electric acid.